You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Travel Talk Weekly Show, Universal Insider Tips and Volcano Bay Part 1, original air date June 30th, 2020. We just returned from a trip to Universal Studios and this time we upgraded our passes to include the water park there, which is the water park's called Volcano Bay. It is. So a quick little note here for those of you that are Disney fans, make sure you check out the Disney Travel Secrets podcast from this week. We talked about all the crazy changes and updates that are coming and also a little Disney history. And so that is on show number 176. I think you'll enjoy it. I think they will too. So after our last visit to Universal, we had so much to share with you, including some tips from a Universal Insider that we're breaking up this show into two different parts. And part one is going to be all about Volcano Bay, which is a water park, but they technically call it a theme park. A water theme park, yes. And part two will be some hidden secrets and some cool things to experience other than attractions at Universal Studios. So last year when we got our annual passes to Universal Orlando, we did not get the water park option. We only did the two parks because we're not really water park people. That's true. And also if we consider that we bought our passes in October, we didn't think that, you know, November, December, January, we'd be going to the water parks. This is true. Although in hindsight, we should just bought it then because... <laughs> we still pay the same. We still yeah. pay the same amount. So. But not being water park people, if, if you're in that category, that can change really quickly when you are in Florida in the summer and the actual temperature is 96 degrees, but with the humidity... It feels like temperature is 106. Probably more like 116. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care if it's 75 degrees and it would have felt like 106 because the bottom line was it was just crazy hot last week, like ridiculous hot. So the feels like temperature obviously is going to be way more about 10 degrees. But the temperature change from the beginning of June until the end of June was at least 20 to 25 degrees warmer. It was so, so hot. It was crazy. And that is, I will say, one of the hottest times to go is going to be right around that 4th of July, the week before, the week after. It can be brutal. And being the brilliant travelers that we are, we'll be at Disney in less than two weeks. So, hey, what do we know? And like that last time at Universal, again, we rode Hagrid's motorbike four times. This time, all four times were in about a 30-hour time frame over two days. As a matter of fact, on both days, we rode it back to back. Yeah. So I think our record was getting on the ride twice within 35 minutes. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but there was a strategy here. And here's how we did it if you'd like to do the same thing on your visit. I think they would like to know. In the morning, we started trying to get the virtual queue spot right around 840-ish in the morning because that park opened up at 9. I didn't think you were going to give them that detail. I oh, thought we are going to keep part of it to no. ourselves. And so as soon as it came up on the app, on each of our phones, we were able to reserve a virtual queue time. 
So you had one and then I had one on mine. We reserved both of them for two people because they allow you to do that. And we got them within 30 minutes of each other's, which meant we could go on the ride. And then as soon as we were off, we could go ahead and go again. We did that for two of the days. And on the last day, we picked a time in the afternoon because we knew we were going to be at Volcano Bay. Yeah, our times were like, I think it was 3.30 to 4. And then the next one was 4 to 4.30. And here is a really big pro tip. Make sure that when you get your time and QR code, take a screenshot. The reason is that you can show up a little after your designated time, but here's what happens. If your time is 3.30 to 4, like ours was, but you show up about 10 minutes late, that QR code will disappear from the app. And that's exactly what happened to us. Luckily, we knew that was going to happen ahead of time. So luckily, because we had the screenshot, they could still scan it and see we didn't use it. And so that worked out really well. And I think one of the days when we went on it the second time was we were also like about five minutes off. But, you know, it worked out great. So it's also very important, though, that once you get that screenshot, you want to brag about it. I got the virtual queue for Hagrid's because it is pretty difficult to get. So don't put that on your Insta stories and don't share that with anybody because if they can take that QR code, if they're there in the parks, they could take that QR code and just have them scan it. Okay. You're just saying that because I did it one I know you did. Okay. A person I know who should not be named, but is sitting across from you right this very minute. Put ours up on social media. And I was just like, what are you doing? (laughs) I had you immediately take it down. I was just waiting for somebody to pick that up. On this trip specifically, I'll say it's hard to see the actual volcano at Volcano Bay from our hotel room and not want to go check it out. Yeah. So we had a preferred view and we were at Aventura up on the 16th floor and our view was Volcano Bay. So of course it was so hot. I mean, it was miserably hot. What did we do? We just added it to our annual pass. We were kind of comparing, well, what if we just got like a one day ticket and the one day ticket for the day we were going was $85 plus tax. Prices will and do vary. Yes, they will. But for $139, which is only $54 more, we could just add it to our existing two park annual pass and make it a three park pass. That worked out really, really great. Which by the way, Universal extended our expiration on our passes from October of this year until January of 2021, which I will say it's nice, but it's kind of expected because we had paid for it in full and couldn't use it for almost three months. That's different from our Disney Pass, where we make monthly payments and they just turn the payments off during the shutdown. If you are an annual pass holder, make sure you're checking when that actual expiration date is. It was kind of neat because we had kind of an aqua teal annual pass card because it was the two park. The three park is dark blue. And they have different levels. There's like so many, so many different ones. Yes. So here's our first impressions. We walked over from our hotel, again, Aventura, and it took about maybe 10 minutes. The longest part before we got there was we weren't sure if we were going this way or we had to go through security first. Still, all in all, probably about 10 minutes. Yeah, so from Aventura, it's super close. You got the two closest hotels are going to be Aventura or Cabana Bay. Aventura, we just went down, went right through security, and you actually start entering from where all the buses from the other resorts that drop people off, it's all right there. So I really liked the location of Aventura if you're planning to go to Volcano Bay a number of days. And that's what we saw that as we pulled into the hotel originally off the highway. I'm like, why are all the buses dropping off right here? And then we could see that from our hotel room. I didn't realize that's where they drop everybody off. We went through security pretty much right outside the hotel. We walked through the the pool area, out the back gate, down the steps, boom, we were right there. So if you're staying on property you can get in a half hour early. And for this day, the opening time was 10 a.m. So we were going to be able to get in at 9.30. And that 
extra half hour is actually very key at a water park because you get a jump on grabbing those prime location lounge chairs inside the park. And so what they do, though, is they let everybody in so that they can distribute what's called their tapu tapu band. And then what they do is they separate everybody in the lines. They say, oh, let's see your room key. Or if you're an annual pass holder, you get in early. And so they separate you. And some people had to go to one direction. And we got to get in a half hour early. What is tapu tapu, you ask? That's a very good question. It's a wristband that all guests get when they enter. And I would say it's very similar to Disney's Magic Band, except it has like a little interactive screen. It kind of looks like a little digital watch from the 1980s. Yeah, and it's waterproof. It is. So you wear that. Yeah, it's waterproof. Hello. (laughs) You wear that throughout your stay, and then you return it when you leave. So your Tapu Tapu Band has three main functions. You can use it to make purchases, so it gets linked up to your account. You can use it to access your lockers, which is really great, so you don't need to worry about carrying around a key or anything. And also, you will use this to get into virtual lines. So you use the Tapu Tapu Band, and what you would do is you would go up to a ride, and they'll have these little kiosks, and they will tell you what the wait time is, and that's how you use your band. So our first thing was, okay, we're excited to try this virtual queue thing with our bands. So when we first got there, everybody said, you got to go do the Aqua Coaster. And so we were like, okay, let's get in the virtual queue for that right away. Um, Of course, when we got there, there was no line. Which is kind of cool. And because we had that extra 30-minute head start, there was no wait. So again, the screens across from the entrance said, ride now, meaning you just walk right in. If there's a wait time on it, then you're going to use the Tapu Tapu on the symbol, and then it will buzz you when it's time for you to come back, and then you just show them your little band. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, you like scan it. You scan it in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you forgot about that part. <laughs> but it is really cool. Now, the crowds were so low that we we actually never had to use it. Although, when we did go back later in the afternoon, the coaster wait time was 115 minutes. But we were ready to leave by then. Otherwise, I would have tried it. But all the other ones we tried, it was like, ride now. <laughs> well, even if we would have done it at that time, there was hardly 115 minutes left in the park hours. That's true. That is true. So once you get into the park, the first thing you want to do is set up your home base. You have options. Another way to use that band, again, I don't know how many times we can really say tapu tapu in the same show. Another way to use it is when they have bridges that cross over the lazy river. So basically, wherever you see this little symbol, you can use the band and, you know, tap on it and hold it in front of whatever, and something will happen. In this case, it will turn on some water fountains on the lazy river. And so most of the people think it's just random. They don't realize that somebody's standing on the bridge shooting them yeah, with water, which, which was kind of fun. And I so. think we used it one time to take a picture. Except we never found the picture. I know, we never found the picture, though. <laughs> and you do tap it to get into the rides that do offer pictures, and then you can go if you want to buy them. We just we yeah. never do that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool technology. We, you know, we got spoiled by Disney's PhotoPass. Anyway, so once you get in the park, the first thing you want to do is set up your home base. There are some options. Plenty of free lounge chairs. A lot of them have umbrellas. Some are right by some trees, so you have shade. And they are all over the place. So if you've never been before, you'll be like most people and set up camp right in front of the volcano and the wave pool. Yeah, that's where most everybody went. Now, we quickly learned this is both a good location and a bad location, depending upon how you enjoy the parks. And after we go through the attractions, I think you'll have a sense of where you should probably set up camp. So you're saying next time we're going to do it somewhere different? We might. Okay, I'm in. And when it comes to this, here is our pro tip that we actually got from one of our clients who was there a few days before us, and that is called the premium seating option. 
It's a roped off area just for people who choose this option. Again, there's a ton of regular seating that is free and plenty of umbrellas, which trust us, you need in the summer heat. But the seating is just a typical reclining chair that you'd see at any pool. You know, nothing special. But over in the premium area, this seating has two wooden frame recliners that have thick, comfy padding. That's probably about three inches. Yeah. yeah. So definitely very comfortable. But between the chairs, there is a locker, which also doubles as a table. The nice thing about this locker is that they give you a padlock, so you can put all your valuables in there, and then you lock it up. This one does have a key that you wear around your wrist. So if you were really prepared, just bring a combination lock and put it on there, and then that way all you have to do is remember your combination. It would have to be a pretty small combination. It would have to not be one of the small. big master. Not locks. what the yeah no yeah because whatever I use for my locker in high yeah, school. Yeah yeah, it needs to have like a little thinner thing. But um, yeah, what's also really nice is that the two loungers that they have, they also have one of those fabric shades over it on a metal frame, and so this just gives you a little more shading, which was kind a of nice. A lot more that we needed. <laughs> yeah, we def- desperately needed that on a hot day. And that little locker also doubles as a table, which came in handy because the last bonus. And this is a server that will bring you food and drinks whenever you raise a little flag that is attached to the side of the canvas cover. Yeah, and it was really nice because we went, we had had some lunch and then we went out and we were doing like some of the Lazy River, some of the rides. And when we came back, he had two large cups of ice water for us, which was very refreshing when we got back. And that was because we did tip him pretty nicely. <laughs> so a big shout out to Lenny. It's His name is Leniel, but he goes by Lenny. Fantastic service. He originally told us, that the lunch would take about 35 minutes because we ordered lunch. So Mm -hmm. we ordered some coconut chicken sliders and he says it'll be about 35 minutes. It turned out it was maybe 15. Yeah, it was maybe 15. So he brought us the the, the slider. Actually, actually someone else ran the sliders out. He brought me a beer. And here was the really cool part is when we asked him, it was like 1595 or something like that. And we said, how many sliders do you get? And he said, six. We're like, Okay, that sounds We're great. Like, that's a great value. <laughs> so the the food runner comes out and brings the food to our, our little you know little covered area, which was kind of cool. And we looked at it. And I'm like, where are the rest? He goes, what do you mean? I go, there's only three. He's like, I think it only comes with three. Lenny comes back and says, and he looks at it. He goes, yeah, I thought it had six too. You know what? They must have changed the menu because maybe before they didn't have fries or something. And he goes, I'll be right back. He brought us another complete order for free. That was really super nice of him. Again, we tipped him really good because I always tip well, but it's when someone goes that extra mile, especially because this area was not very crowded. They said it was going to fill up, not even close. And so we felt that, you know, tip him a little more just because the place wasn't as crowded. So he wasn't making as much money. If you ever get a chance to, and I have a hard time saying his name, so I'll call him Lenny, (laughs) um, definitely ask for him because he was really, really great and will take amazing care of you. And just for the heck of it, tell him you heard about him from Rob and Carrie on Travel Talk Weekly. Now, another option is if you want something even a little more private is you can rent a cabana. We got to do this. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's expensive, but we got to do it. Well, they have two different types of cabanas. They have a single cabana and a two-story cabana. These hold anywhere from 6 to 16 people, depending upon the one you get. And these are located also throughout the park. So usually in water parks, cabana areas are just in one set area. Like the premium seating appeared to only be in that one area by the wave pool. I think it was because that's also in close proximity to the bars and the restaurants. Exactly. So the pricing for both the premium seating and the cabanas is date-based. So it's best to price it out once you know which day you plan to be in the park. Because it can vary from a Monday 
to a Thursday like it did for us because we had clients that were there on Monday and then we were there on Thursday and theirs was $15 cheaper per day than ours. Exactly. And in, in, in typical carry fashion, you picked the most expensive day. So premium seating, the top price is $69.99 plus tax. I will say I was a little surprised at how fast you're like, oh no, we're getting it. We're getting it. Because we had walked around I'm like, oh, these chairs, you know, no big deal. But I hadn't thought about you know, our park bag that we brought with our phones and stuff like yeah, that. I just didn't want to, because we did need to stay in touch on our phones throughout the day. And I just didn't want to keep going back and forth to a locker. Correct. So a few other things you get if you have one of the actual cabanas is you're going to have a server. You're also going to have a concierge. And this is the best part. He can reserve the rides right from your cabana. So you don't have to actually go and find the ride and tap See, that's band. pretty cool. Uh, you're going to get a, a, like a welcome fruit and snack basket. You're going to have a little refrigerator stocked with water. Uh, to me, and it's you can fit again between six and sixteen people. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a time. We're going to talk to uh, our friends Jeremy and Jared, who do it. You know, they have a podcast. Our friends Jill and Eddie, and we'll all just make a big party, and it'll be really fun if we did a segment of our show from the cabana. <laughs> that would be really fun. I like that idea. So when it comes to a water park, one of the obvious and largest features that everybody can enjoy of all ages are the pools. And at Volcano Bay, the main pool is called Waturi Beach. And this is a giant zero-entry wave pool. Now, I will say the waves were not super intense. The waves were not that intense, but they still moved you around a little. And they, it seemed they, they did it every like 12 minutes or so. Yeah, it was and pretty they'd often. they play some big horn or whistle or something. Yeah, well, they have like a, a ritual. And we'll tell you a little more of uh, the backstory yeah. and the theming, but... Then the volcano goes off. It's I mean, it, was, it was fun. Now, there also is a small lagoon as well. Um, you can go there and you can play the drums and do a couple other things they have in this little water we waiting area. We never saw that, we? <laughs> No, we never walked over there. So we're going to have to check that out next time. As far as the rides go, we're not going to go over all of them. But, but suffice it to say, you have plenty of rides to keep you busy all day. This is not a half-day water park if you love water parks. Yeah. And if you love napping under an umbrella. <laughs> the first type of a slide is the ones that are body slides. I define these as you don't have any, like you're not on a raft or a cushion or anything when you go down these slides. We didn't do those. Did we, we didn't do any of these. So. Um, these are not really my jam. But um, <laughs> they do have two trapdoor slides that these are, when you're looking at the volcano, you can see them up there and that's trapdoor and it drops you down. One of them drops you down at a 70 degree angle. That's insane. And then um, what's kind of cool is that it's clear. So you can see the people kind of, and there is a pool. For like a hot second. Yeah. There's a pool at the end where then you can see them go through before they exit out of the, the tube. And it was fun to see people just hanging out that pool, trying to see people, but they're going so fast that it was just like a flurry of bubbles. So on one side of, of that clear tube is the big Waturi wave pool. On the other side is a pool where you can swim up and you're literally touching the tube and you can watch people go by. Here's the thing. You'll never see them. Yeah. It's a rush of water and bubbles. But the funniest thing we saw all day is a girl that was doing the drop slide. And at the last second before she dropped, because she was telling the story, she realized, oh my gosh, my wig's going to come off. Yeah. And so she, yeah. So she gets all the way down and she's just laughing. She was, she was having a great time. And her friends are just like, why are you holding your wig? And she's just said, I, the, I was just like, my wig's going to go flying on this thing. I'm grabbing it now. And before I heard and she that. She was smart. She, she was smart. It was funny because what I thought happened is it came off and somehow the wig beat her down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> I mean, physics wouldn't allow that. She would have beat the wig because, you know, 
the wig's a lot lighter. <laughs> but the fact that she just came out and was just holding it in her hand, we were, bu- I mean, everybody, everybody was, laughing, was laughing. And she was a really good sport. She was laughing. Oh, too. she was laughing. It was fun. So a couple of the other type of the body slides are, they have a couple drop slides. And that's like where at the end, it it just, it stops. And then well, you probably stop. have. It stop. <laughs> it drops you It drops feet. you down. So it doesn't take you all the way to the end of the water. And then they have a couple of racers. And I know that a lot of teenagers love those racer slides who can get down the fastest. However, we are more what I like to call raft people. Yes, we are more raft people. So we were happy that we discovered several options. And usually at most water parks, there are only a few or you have to haul your raft all the way to the top. I hate that. I hate that. That's the worst. Because I'm like, I'm here to have fun. I am not here to work out. Exactly. Because it, it can be exhausting. And that was probably one of the best features of Volcano Bay is your raft will be with you at the top other than one ride where we still got at the top, but we had to carry it up to the next level. I know, but it wasn't like that far. Right, but it didn't make sense. Why not just send it all the way I don't to the know. Top? They only had to go just like one more flight of stairs. Well, let's start with the coolest ride. And this is the one where when we got there and got set up, got our seating, and we're asking the person that, that you know brought us to our, our premium seating, we said... What is the best ride? And without a doubt, she said, oh, it's the Aqua Coaster, which the formal name is the Krakatau Aqua Coaster. And this is our first ride. Again, like we said, the most popular one. You sit in an inflatable raft, but it is very sturdy. And the ride takes you through the volcano itself. Lots of ups and downs. And I can see why it's so popular. And that's the one we were going to try again, but the wait was 115 minutes. That was fun. A lot of twists and turns. And it's one where you, you, you go down, but then it has something like a conveyor belt or something that I shoots know. you right back up. It just shoots you right back up. It's like the water is pushing you up. I don't know, but it was fun. I mean, you get a little air in a couple of places. And because they were doing the social distancing, we were the only ones in our in our little coaster. Normally I, it would have normally it would have four people. It can fit four, but there is no way because I can't imagine. You were in the second seat, I was in the fourth seat, but my legs and feet were in the third seat. And yeah. yours were in the first seat. So I don't, <laughs> you could put four little kids on there. There's no way they put four adults on that thing. I don't know. Crazy, crazy. Another one which you saw, we're like, oh my gosh, we have to do that. I'm like, okay. And that is called the Hanu Ikamoana. It's actually two slides. We did the Hanu part and it's got two massive walls that you slide down and then you come up this giant I don't know what you call it. You slide up a giant wall. Yeah, it's like you go up a giant wall. And then slide down the other side to go down different angles. And then you hit another giant wall. It was pretty crazy. A lot of fun. And this is the one you see in their promo videos. Yeah, it's impressive. And so they had two. This was the the blue one because it was the whale. And then they had another one, the turtle. We did not go on that one. And that was the Ika one. Yeah, we did not go on that one. It was it was a long, it was quite the hike to get up there. There were a lot of steps. I'm just going to say. There, oh my gosh. This was like the Stairmaster on steroids. Yeah. Now, they do have a similar ride on the other side of the park. It's kind of a, a smaller version of these two slides. Yep. The strange thing about this one is, even with the whole distancing thing, if two people were in it, they had to weigh 300 pounds. That was the minimum. Correct. And so the two people in front of us didn't weigh 300 pounds. And so they're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And you were very, very nice. I thought that was really cool. We're like, you know what? We'll join you. Yeah. But so, the co- but the workers, the the team members, however, they can't force people to go together because you have to be comfortable going with people that are not in your travel party. So that was just one of one of the things that they were doing to keep you safe. Now, however, so this was kind of the mini version of the one we just talked about. And for this, it was really weird because I really, really felt like I was going to fall off this thing. 
because the place where you sit, you weren't sitting down. I know you weren't sitting down. It was just like, yeah, it was like you were on the top. It was really weird. I I will say that was strange. And anyway. So there also is a twisting tube slide for two. I enjoyed that one. That one was fun. And, you know, really in the case of all of those ones above, again, you have two different versions of each experience. And so that's like a bunch of slides you can go on. That's six slides right there. And you can ask the person who, you know, when you kind of check in, you still tap your band. That's so they can track you. And if there's a picture, I guess they can send it to you. Yeah, that and they know how many people are in line so that they can update those cues. Now for the little kids, there is a great little water park. We walked by this a couple times called like the Reef or something. And they had smaller slides and some splash area for kids. This just looked like fun. It did. And it was a pretty good size too. And one of the most popular things at any water park, the Lazy River. And here there were two. One was an actual Lazy River. And that was, you know, we each get your own inner tube and it moved at a pretty good clip. You go through some caves and there was water dropping down, all that kind of stuff. Then there was the fast one where... No inner tubes, but you have to wear a life vest, and that kind of keeps you floating the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and that one moved pretty darn fast. Now, we've been in some lazy rivers, as they call them, at Atlantis in the Bahamas, and that one, there's a that was portion like a raging, of it that, was a raging that river. turns yeah, it turns into a raging river, but you're on rafts, and that one is just nuts. It's really fun. But this one, I thought was kind of, it was just kind of relaxing, and you know, but you're still moving quite a bit. Now, because they have one of those on one side of the back that does the lower or that does the slower lazy river and then they have the other one that's faster it i think that they're kind of shorter than what you would get in some other water parks where their lazy rivers go around the whole park and they're much much longer yeah and if you're going to compare this to like typhoon lagoon or blizzard beach over at disney volcano bay just does not have the same large footprint and the, the the room to do it so for the most part, though, and this is where we say you want to choose wisely where you're going to make your home base, most of all these rides are behind the volcano, which means the opposite side of where that pool is. So if you're going to plan on going mostly on slides or the kids just want to hang out at the reef and enjoy that little kid area, you might want to make your home in the back and maybe in the middle area. There are a set of lockers out there, but keep in mind, most people, what do they do? They just do what is like, what's the most convenient when they first get there. So they'll set up camp right in, right in front of that pool, and then they'll go get the locker in that first bank. And so they can get very crowded, but then you find that you're on the other side of the park for most of the time. So there are, there are lounge chairs pretty much anywhere and somewhere in totally random places. So if that's where you want to spend most of your time, I would recommend you go back there unless you think you're going to be doing a lot of stuff at the pool. When it comes to dining, not a lot of dining options, typical of a water park. One reason we liked our premium seating, and I know we would love the cabana because it's private, is they will serve you. So you can order food and drinks. They bring it right to you. And they actually had a special menu just for the premium seating that was different than what was being served at the restaurant that is probably had the same kitchen. And that's how we got the coconut-crusted chicken. Although they, they were like tiny little chicken nuggets. They were small. Yeah, they were like chicken nuggets on a slider. Yes. They were good, though. It was very good. So everything, though, is quick service. And so... Mobile ordering can be your friend here. And you'll find that there are about three main quick service type restaurants. Not all are open right now. Only two of them were. And then there were a few snack places. Again, not all were open, but they only have one bar. So if you like to enjoy a few drinks throughout your day and you are going to be on that backside and that's your home base, just know you're going to be making a little bit of a walk to go back to the front. And also when it comes to either the bar or any of the quick service restaurants, once you are under roof, 
at this time, you do have to wear a mask. So when you're walking around the parks, you're on the rides, you don't need a mask. If you're going to go in, if you're going to walk up to, even though they don't really have walls, but if it's under roof, they want you to wear a mask, whether it's food or drinks. Yep. Food, drinks, shops, any of anything that's an, an establishment like that. Here's something I found out after the fact, and I didn't even know they had this. That is Express Pass options. So just like they have over at the other parks that Universal has, they do offer an Express Pass or an unlimited Express Pass, and you can purchase these for the day. So if you get there and the park's like super busy, or if you're going during a peak time, you may want to consider to purchase this. The pricing actually isn't too bad for the water park. It was like 20 bucks for the Express Pass, which means that you can get in the virtual queue without a wait and just go on that ride once. But the unlimited Express Pass, I I hope I don't mess this up, but I think it was about $35 for the day, 35 to 40. And that one, you can go on it over and over. But if you are staying at one of Universal's premier hotels, you already have the Unlimited Express. And so that can make it really easy for you to go on tons and tons of the rides. We just got lucky because it wasn't that busy. And even in our premium seating area, they were social distancing. So the two areas on either side of us, they they did not allow people to sit there. So the, these passes are very similar to the ones at the theme parks as well. So there is a nice little theming and backstory about Volcano Bay, which if you know this, when you go, it kind of makes it in a little more enjoyable and makes a lot of the names that they have for all the attractions make a little more sense. Nothing themed can truly be next generation without a narrative, of course. So Universal went all out on Volcano Bay's backstory, providing a compelling reason for the park's Pan-Pacifica theming and, more intriguingly, its various interactive experiences that will be sprinkled throughout its four lands. Clearly, I was reading that because that is not how I speak. <laughs> but that's kind of the official. The water park's creation story starts with the Waturi, who, for some unknown reason, set out on their outrigger canoes for a new home. According to their legend, a mystical, many golden-finned fish named Kanuku was destined to guide them to their new home. But the Waturi searched all across Pacifica, visiting many islands, Bali, Tahiti, and Easter Island among them, and never once encountered her. Finally, just as they were approaching the very edge of the world, they found Kanuku playing in the waves. You are ready, she said to the people, and then turned and swam away. The voyagers followed her, and within a day, they caught sight of a smoking mountain on the horizon. Volcano Bay. <laughs> See, that's kind of fun, though. I liked a lot of the details, and I did think that they did a great job of um, expressing that throughout. So there you have it. And last but not certainly least, we do have some pro tips for packing when you go to this water park. Towels are available to rent for $6 per day, but a friendly lifeguard at our hotel suggested we just take them from the hotel pool. So we were asking instructions and I said, oh, by the way, do we need towels? He goes, yeah, you may want to bring some from the hotel. So that's what we did. Worked out great. And now we know how Volcano Bay makes all their profits. <laughs> a $6 per day towel rental. But a lot of people bring their own towels. And so we just weren't totally prepared because we didn't know if we were going to be going to a water park or not. You do want to minimize what you bring with you because the lockers are really not that big. And you're also you're going to go through security as well. And they do screen all the bags. So what can you bring in your bags? Um, you can bring in bottled water, but a maximum of two liters in your bag. So keep that in mind. You can bring some small snacks that do not require heating. They're not going to have microwaves, but it was so hot you could just set it out on a towel. Yeah, set it out <laughs> on the concrete and 
you know, get it all sandy. And of course, you know, if you do have need some food for medical purposes or, um, you know, whatever medicines, special food for dietary needs, baby food, that's not a problem at all. They do try to limit you the size of the bag you can bring in. So you can bring a soft sided insulated bag, no larger than eight and a half inches wide by six inches high by six inches deep. That is not very big. No, that's tiny. What it is, is it's kind of like one of those little um, insulated lunch boxes. Like a fanny pack. Yeah. So those are pretty small. But yeah, you cannot bring a big cooler in or anything like that. At some other water parks, they're totally fine with you doing that. Not at Volcano Bay. Another tip which we learned on our own is if you have those aqua shoes or water shoes, something you might, if like if you go jet skiing or something like that, or maybe the kind of the shoes you wear if you're going to paddleboard, definitely bring those. The sand was hot. Like crazy hot. I think I still feeling the effects of that. Yeah. <laughs> the pavement was hot. If you wear flip-flops, you will need to take them off on certain rides. And I wore them, I think, Probably around when it got around noontime after that, I just wore the flip Yeah, you just wore them. And we were going in the lazy river, and I'm like, hope you don't lose them. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I was watching you, and I was laughing. You were jumping from little shaded area to shaded oh, area on the sand. it was painful. But yeah, definitely bring water shoes and wear them if you have them. I mean, all in all, I really enjoyed Volcano Bay, and I can now understand why it is so popular, and especially with the locals, and how it really does make Universal Orlando a three-park theme park. We are looking forward to our next visit. We'll definitely hit Volcano Bay the next time we head up that way. Make sure you tune in next week when we continue the Universal story, and we'll share with you some hidden things to do and look for on your next trip to Universal Studios Orlando. It's a great, big, beautiful world out there. Get excited. Get pumped up by booking your next trip. And remember, never stop exploring. Stop exploring.